The first thing you notice is the smell. The open roads of Terra Lantern's southern tail are covered with refreshing wisps of sea air. The crowded streets of your home, cinnamon, sweets, the baking of bread, and the smoky billows of hard work. When the doors slam shut behind you, the smell is what lingers in your mind. No sea winds or fresh bread, but the dingy stink you've come to know here in the hideout of the Black Tide. Locke, you've grown used to the dangerous nature of black markets and organized crime. Where the Magelord Empire grew oppressive, you saw a chance to help your neighbors, the bakers and blacksmiths you smile at every morning, and your most precious wife and young daughter at home. But the lesser of two evils still smells pretty damn bad. You visit this room often to give orders and to receive them. You're surprised then when the very top of your order walks in behind you. You know why your last job didn't go so well. Cargo is lost, people are caught, it's the cost of doing this kind of business. But he's noticed that the cost with you is getting a little too high. He knows this isn't the first time your ops have gone wrong, but he doesn't know about the Mage Lord Keepers waiting for your report. Locke, you've been asked to continue your streak in undermining the Black Tide and give the Mage Lords the location of the Tide's headquarters, which they need to dismantle operations, though their requests make it seem more urgent than just that. Your mind swirls with possibilities when wham, you're shaken to attention by a massive hand slammed flat on the rickety table in front of you. Your boss sits, looking about as happy with the situation as you do. So in front of you, a very familiar man, you know, as Kiso says, tell me what happened. Uh, I believe when I was doing Kiso's voice, it was a lot more nasally. Tell me what happened. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, this is going to shred my voice, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I guess I should be doing the accent for Locke, too, at this point I in his character I did not even time. think about that. This is going to be the best episode. Yeah, boss. Uh, I don't know what happened. People got sloppy, and uh, and the 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 feds not the feds. I don't know what what. We you could call them the feds. I don't care. I They're guess. federal. Yeah. Empirical. The emps. Yeah. <laughs> the town guard was just everywhere immediately. It was like somebody. I was told you could handle your own crew. I can handle. This ain't the first time you let me down, but it's gonna be the last. You understand? Boss, I think they knew. They had to have known about the job. They. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Maybe we got a rat. And uh, you, as soon as you say, maybe we got a rat, his eyebrow lifts. You see him measuring his next words very carefully as his jaw clicks left and right before finally saying, Yeah, my top guys were telling me we've got a rat. Uh, also, I'd like you to know at any point in this conversation, if you need to roll, if you want to know more about something, go ahead, try to roll insight, mm -hmm. persuasion, deception, everything conversational is on the table. Um, because, well, you don't deal with Kiso all the time, mm -hmm. but you're familiar with him and you know he plays things close to the chest. Yeah, I would like to roll, I guess, insight on the last thing he just said to see if he, to see if it seems like he's accusing me. Uh, go ahead and roll insight. That is a natural 20. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when he replies and says, we've got a rat, he sort of fidgets for a minute and then finally leans forward and says, relax, we know it ain't you but we need you to look into your crew. And then he uh, he leans back again. He says, we know it ain't Tony Lyons. He's long gone. Where the fuck is Tony? What, you don't, you don't know? 
I was told he moved out of town. You were such close friends, I thought maybe you could tell me. God damn, I don't know, boss. He didn't tell me anything before he left. So another reminder, your instructions from the Mage Lords, whom you have been working with to try to break free of the Black Tide, are specifically looking for information on headquarters. Mm -hmm. And this thought swirls in your mind right as he says, All right, listen, we got a big job coming up. Headquarters is undergoing renovations. First thing tomorrow, I need you to start cleaning house. Find the leak, plug it, any means necessary. Them, their families, their roommates, their dogs, I don't care. You got it? Understood. Kiso's gonna sort of like lean back in his chair. He's gonna rifle through his drawers looking for a... Uh, looking for like a cigar or something, you guess, but he, he doesn't find it. He gets more and more frustrated. Uh, eventually he lets out a sigh and he looks at you and says, Why did you get into this business, eh? I didn't have a lot of options. I'm not a particularly smart guy, and all I really have is, is my, my strength, you know? So that kind of pigeonholes you into a couple jobs in this, this town. Yeah, the Mage Lords ain't much for muscle, are they? So yeah, I figured if I wanted to give my family all the comforts I never had, I had to cozy up with some of the, the darker side of things. You sound like me. Same as all our guys, the Mage Lords. Ah, they keep us all on too tight a leash. Hard to breathe. But what's more refreshing than a breath of air swept in by the tide, eh? <laughs> He's very pleased with himself about that pun. <laughs> so, boss, you said something about renovations at headquarters? Yeah, he doesn't say anything, but he leans forward a little bit and he furrows his brow. And he's like, yeah, that's next on the docket. Well, I would assume that I would see some stuff happening locally if that were the case, unless you're telling me there's a headquarters somewhere else. Kiso stifles a smirk and said, headquarters is where it needs to be, just like you. Don't worry about it. If you want to press deeper, it'll require a check. Uh, I'll just let it go for now. He sort of stands up and he walks around the room. Uh, this is technically Kiso's office. He's just not here that often. Mm -hmm. He has paintings up on the walls. He has like an armoire with a bunch of clothes in it. And he goes around, and starts looking at some of the paintings. He says, "Listen, Locke. Things aren't always looking uh, looking as clean as uh, as I would like them to." The Mage Lord's supply lines up to Ilion. They had things we needed. Things we still, still don't have. We needed fewer Mage Lord eyes on the western docks. But lately there are more than ever. And a restaurant up front needs to keep up appearances. Does it look a little dingy to you? And now this. So you can see why maybe the Mage Lords aren't the only people running with a tight leash. Can I count on you to make sure that we are in the clear once Operation Better Homes and Gardens kicks in? <laughs> I feel like you're not taking this very seriously. I'm sorry, boss, but the 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 operation name is a little bit far-fetched. Oh, really? A minute or two ago, you were saying you didn't think you were very smart. Now you think you know how to name all of our operations? I was not trying to tell you how to do your job. I was just merely commenting on my... You know what? Forget it. It was it was bad, bad uh, moment of momentary lapse in judgment on my part. I will find the rat, and I will take care of it. That'll be all. He gestures toward the door uh, uh, as if he's asking you to leave and he returns to his chair and starts digging through his desk, looking at some papers that you can't quite read. Okay, I guess I will just leave then. 
All right. You leave the familiar building, walking the L-shaped hall through its heart. Stepping outside, you smell the fresh-cooked meat and your mouth waters a little. Many illegal operations use stores or restaurants as their fronts, but you lucked out. Working behind the Empire-famous and personal favorite joint, Dagabagool, <laughs> which you know translates to the Chatty Ghost. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you must plan how to approach the situation. Do you need supplies, support, will you break in at dusk, or will you attempt to flee with your family in tow? The sun rises again in 16 hours. What do you do? I'll go into Dagabagool. <laughs> okay. And I'll try to I'll try to strike up some conversations, gather some intel, maybe see if there's a couple dudes in there who I trust more than others. Uh, now is the time where I deeply regret not preparing a list of names. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Classic. So you take a right. And uh, walking around the outside of the building, you sort of like hug the corner. Uh, the bulk of the building is large, and you know that that's where the operations take place. The actual storefront is relatively small. Think of it like a popular deli or something. It's, it's not a lot of dine-in space, mostly just a counter. There's some butchers in the back doing their thing. But when you step in, oh my goodness, as, uh, as our friend Brian would say, it is nuts to butts in here. You take a look around. Most of the people working here in the Gabagool are... Uh, not necessarily part of your operation. They're just, they work in the building. They know to look the other way. So you see your friend, Nico, uh, off sitting at the, um, not the bar. Crap, what would you call this? Just uh, by the counter waiting for his order to come yes, up. Yeah. You assume he's on a, on a break or something like that, but you, that's the only person you see from your operation. A, a stereotypical black tide member, as it were, a, uh, sort of tall and lanky, uh, human with a little bit of a gut and a scraggly beard. Uh, he is uh, flipping through a notepad, just like waiting, killing time. They don't have smartphones, so this is entertainment. Maybe he's doing a Sudoku or something uh, as he waits for uh, his order to come up and you muscle your way through the crowd to try to approach Nico. I'm gonna like slide up right next to him at the, the counter there and I'll lean on the counter Kind of like not looking at him, but talking out of the side of my mouth at him. I was be like, "Hey, uh, hey, Nico." Nico looks up at you for a sec and then it smirks, and then looks back down at his notepad. Oh, hey, what did didn't know that you were running your operations just <laughs> yet here at this. Hey, any any like gestures? Like, I got this. Like at this delicious meat restaurant, you're okay. one of the night chefs. Okay, what you doing here? I got a, a new special assignment that I kind of want to discuss with you if you if you got a second i know i know you, you're on a tight schedule with your breaks and whatnot but we can we can talk while you eat your gabagool all right there's uh let's go take a walk in the back and you know the way there you guys walk behind the counter without anyone noticing uh, into uh, a tangent hallway that connects to the one you walked through before with a door to your left that goes into a very large spacious room. This is kind of the employee hangout. There's a few tables, you got some playing cards. There are some files off to the side, but mostly this is where you and your friends come to blow off steam. There are a few other folks moseying around here and Nico thinks that this is private enough for what you're trying to discuss. How do you react? Are you absolutely sure that nobody can hear us in here? Oh, that's, that's very serious, huh? I guess we could, uh, 
Let's take it into cold storage, eh? And he, uh, he leads you back out into the hall into one of the four freezers that you okay. know to be in this location. And you guys are now standing between enormous cuts of meat. It is cold. It is stinky. But it is quiet. Shivering and rubbing his arms, Nico looks up at you and says, All right, what is it? What do you got? Well, you sound, make it sound so urgent. I got it. My sandwich is going to be ready in three minutes. We've worked together for a long time, Nico. And I need to know that I can trust you with something that is is even more important than anything that would come straight from the boss. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What is it? He's uh, he's not really thinking about what he's saying. He's like he's below you. He's pretty low on the ladder, and he is eager to climb. We got a rat in the organization. I'd like you to make a deception check because you know that you are the rat. I was going to tell him that I'm the rat. That was oh, my okay. plan. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. It's like um, we got. A rat? What are you talking about? That's not good, right? That's bad? Is that a bad thing? No. It's good. Okay. The way this is going to go, the rat is going to help bring about some much needed change in the organization. Kizo has been at the top for too long and he's lost his edge. He's gotten crazy. He's gotten wild. He's gotten corrupt. We need some new management, if you hear what I'm saying. So... Kiso is your creation. Locked and yes. loaded was your adventure. So I'll, I'd like you to tell me, is Locke lying about this and trying to just Absolutely. so discord? Okay, then please. Okay. Uh, so Kiso's been running a steady ship and you're trying to uh, persuade someone the opposite is true. Right. Go yes. ahead and uh, roll deception for me. Uh, based on how I've chosen to role play Nico so far, you're probably not going to have to roll that high. I uh, got an unnatural 20. Uh, uh, Nico, like, swipes his hat off and is like, no kidding, he seems so level-headed and kind to me. He came to my daughter's birthday and gave us a whole plate of cheese. Do you know how expensive a cheese plate is? Ah, oh, this is crazy learning that he's a ne'er-do-well. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're all ne'er-do-wells, but him in particular? Who'd have thought? The guy in charge. He always tries to keep up appearances to... To everybody else, but when you start digging into the nitty-gritty, it's where you, the, the cracks begin to show. Uh, but anyway, the reason why I, I trust you here, Nico, is I need help to overthrow him. And if you do this, if you do this well, you know, there's there's a, a decent amount of upward trajectory for your career if you catch my drift. Oh, okay. Oh, is this normal? Like you overthrow the old boss and you become the new boss? That's typically how, how coups go, yeah, but oh. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to... How did the Kiso overthrow? What happened there? I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's always 100%. That's how it happens every time, maybe. Yeah, man, there's so much to this business. I'm really just trying to wrap my head around it, you know? So, I mean, I, I, don't, I wasn't around when, when the Kiso thing happened, when he took power, but I have worked my way up. I bet they I, had it coming to him, whoever that was. Oof! I believe that... A, a change in scenery will be good for for Kizo to, to help remember how he got here. Help remember where 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 all of us came from. Our humble beginnings. If you catch my drift. All right, all right. Well, what do you what do you need? Uh, he looks back and there's no one here, but he still looks back and forth as if to make sure he's in the clear. What do you need, uh, boss? <laughs> I need a team, a good team. We need to be able to make this look like. The guy who everybody loves, Kizo, isn't who he is. Because I know he ain't. But I need to prove it to everybody else. All right. Okay. Okay. I need to be able to get into his office when he ain't there and dig through all of his secret papers that he never shows anybody. Because I know that dirt's there. I just need to be able to find it. Okay. Okay. 
Well, I mean, we uh, tend to be pretty lightly staffed during the night, but uh, actually getting into his quarters is going to be of a... Uh, I don't know, I feel like that's going to be a bit of a big ask, you know? I understand it wholeheartedly, and that is why, if we get this done correctly, everybody involved is going to get a big piece of the pie. Okay, cool. So who's on the team? I need your help to identify people who might be easily persuaded to be involved here, because I, I don't want to go spreading the news. I trust you, Nico. I trust you with my whole heart. But I need to know who you trust, and I need to know who you think is good. I know my team. My team ain't been getting it done. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. Give me like one or two days here. Take me a few minutes to subtly, carefully ask questions. I mean, kind of like the nice, discreet conversation you and me is having in here, right? <laughs> and as he says that, one of the busboys, like, comes into the room, like, completely ignores you guys, like, blows past, grabs a gigantic chunk of dead pig, like, whacks Nico with it on the way out. Nico's now covered in, like, the remnants of frozen grease bits, mm -hmm. and then slams the door. See? Look at that. He didn't suspect a thing. <laughs> I got you on this, okay? He claps you on the shoulder, and he opens the door, and he says, Look at Oh, no, door's open. Can't say it. And he's all excited. He stifles himself, and he runs straight out of the building from the rear exit. Okay. Now, that is going to take him a little bit of time to do, and you know that you are supposed to be getting uh, getting some progress on this by the morning. Mm-hmm. Are there any other preparations that you'd like to take? Are you looking to... Uh, I guess, what is your timetable? You tell me what it is uh, you're looking to do. Because it's at this point, I'd say it's maybe like four or five in the afternoon. At this point, I would be trying to, like, come up with some way to pin the blame on somebody else for now. Okay. Like, make it look suspicious that somebody else, uh, let's say Rocky, is being a little ne'er-do-well. So I can I can keep Kizo off my back for a couple extra days by by thinking I suspect Rocky. Unless you want to pick a different name. But. No, Rocky's fine. Um, okay, so... Let me think. So do you, uh, obviously it's going to take a day or two for, for Nico to get his people together. Uh, Nico, you know, he's going back to the, to the sandwich bar. Uh, if you need to, it's not a subway. He's going back to get his sandwich. Um, mm -hmm. so you know exactly where he's going to be. If you need to ask him something else. Um, I would like to say though, and normally I'd make you roll insight for something like this, but I have role played it in such a way that if you needed a patsy, Nico has just presented himself as both eager and stupid. So mm -hmm. I will I will say That's true. that that thought very much climbs into your head as he excitedly runs out. He's not going to get the the answers fast enough. He doesn't have a lot of power and he's uh pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. All right. Yeah, I guess that makes a lot more sense. I'll try to pin this on Nico instead. All right. As you exit the building and you see your potential victim sprinting away to get his delicious, uh, it wouldn't be a Philly cheesesteak. What would it be? No, it'd just be like an Italian sub kind of thing. An Italian, well, there's no Italy here either. Right. I'm just saying like in real, it would be gabagool, <laughs> some mozzarella, some peppers. And <laughs> okay. Um, as he, uh, as he runs away, uh, in his excitedness, uh, you notice that um, a playing card that he keeps in his hat has fallen out and landed in the mud, and it now rests at your feet. I'm going to take it and pocket it very stealthily so nobody sees it. Yeah, uh, I think it's busy enough at this time of day that you're right. Nobody sees you pick that up, and who would care? It's just a random playing card that definitely doesn't have this is Nikki's card written in crayon on it. Mm-hmm. 
So as you're sliding the card into your pocket, you hear a voice enter your ear. There are obviously no earpieces. This is happening magically. You wish this was something that you weren't so familiar with, but you are. As a sort of um, distant voice linked to a face you've never met says, You are running out of time, Mr. Luck. Our patience is running thinner than even your bosses. When will you have the information for us? We know it is there. We're dealing with a little bit of a situation here where my boss does not trust me, okay? I've been trying to trying to delay their plans as long as I can to buy myself time, but it has backfired. So I got a little plan of my own to get my boss to trust me again and get me in that inner circle. Give me a day and hopefully I'll have something for you. Our deal and offer still stands. Protection for you and your family if you can meet our requirements. Anything short of that, you can count us out. You have until the morning. Good evening, Mr. Locke. And the voice fades away. Locke will just like curse under his breath. Nobody hears that, and that's good because it's a pretty conservative town and no one would like you cussing on the street like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we're getting into the late afternoon here. You know you gotta go tonight. <sighs> What's the plan? You gonna you gonna stick here? You gonna head into the building? You gonna wait? You gonna run out of try to skip town with the family? World's your oyster. What I will do so I'm gonna go to where we're keeping the stash of like our our last jobs uh loot, I suppose. Um and my plan is to like try to plant the the Nico's card there or something and then I can show Kizo like hey man look at this like um I will say that you know offhand that most sensitive information is kept if not in Kizo's office somewhere around it you're not really high up enough to have access to that but you know that's vaguely where it is okay um and you just walked out of Kizo Kizo's office you know for a fact that because he's here and in town today there are guards at that door. Right. Uh, so as long as Kiso is hanging out, going to be a little tricky uh, to walk in through that door. Um, so, you, like, we wouldn't I, I, have... I'll also say I have a map of the whole restaurant area, so if you okay. have questions about location, let me know. I would think that, like, there would be, in addition to some information that Kiso would be interested in, there would also be, like, dry goods, like things that we would be selling or using or uh, stealing and like those would be in crates and storage somewhere. You know that the bulk of that stuff is not kept here. There are a few cold storage lockers that might have some things that they need to move very quickly or switch hands to another group. Um, but mostly that stuff is sort of smuggled in and around the docks. They try not to bring freight like that here into the middle of town. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, this is when Kiso's in town, this is where he works from. So uh, you have some stuff here you could do. Um, but I, I will also say you, there are rooms in this building that you aren't allowed into typically. So, uh, you also wouldn't know if maybe there's more than that. Okay. Um, hmm. As you're standing here thinking to yourself, swearing under your breath, uh, the card resting in your pocket, uh, you see one of the guards from Kiso's door, just one of them stepping out and he, uh, he lights a poorly rolled cigarette steps away on a smoke break and he's like oh boy don't ever love coming to town right and he like slaps you on the arm sucks for you you gotta stay here all day long i'll be fucking out of here tonight and he uh he uh blows a big puff of smoke in your face uh really rubbing it in that he has a way cooler job than you do 
You guys are skipping town tonight? No need to stay here. Boss is heading back to, uh, where he needs to be. And, and then he, uh, he steps a little closer. He's like, I hear your crew's been, uh, dropping the ball here and there lately. If you ever want to actually get in on some of the fun gigs, you might want to consider tightening up your operation. And he's, like, poking your chest as he says that, like, really getting up in your grill. And he, uh, takes another puff and walks away, sort of, like, laughing to himself. Why, yeah, you oughta... Um... He turns around and fist fisticuffs begin. <laughs> no. Ugh, fucking Christ. Um, okay, I guess near these other areas that I'm not allowed into, mm -hmm. are there any places that I am allowed to go? Uh, yes. I'd say that, um, one of the cold storage rooms, the one nearest to Kiso's office, um, in sort of that back hall, is usually locked. <laughs> uh, and Kiso's office is usually locked. The building's okay. not that big, though. Um, so those are the only two rooms that you can't just walk in and out of whenever you want. Are there any, like, break rooms or something similar to that where people would just go to hang out? Closest to that is the room where Nico first took you. It's a, that pretty big employee area uh, back behind the restaurant. Okay. Let's see if I can go back in there and try to, like, forge some evidence that makes it look like Nico has been plotting some shit. Okay. Uh, I'll say you make your way in there. There are three or four other folks in the room. One of them's asleep in the chair. Two of the others are uh, just off in the corner having their own conversation. Um, what kind of stuff are you looking for? I don't know if, like, Nico keeps a journal or something that might be in here, or... So you walk over to the cubbies. There are cubbies here because you guys are grown professionals. And you walk over to the cubbies. Mm -hmm. You see that Nico's cubby is pretty empty. Uh, he doesn't really keep much of his stuff here, despite his enthusiasm. Uh, can you make an insight What's the, check? Uh, that is a 13. Uh, with a 13, uh, you, you sort of look around on it. The, this cubby is actually kind of dusty, and you take that to mean he doesn't use it very much. You're not really sure why, but he just maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't spend as much time here. Maybe he just doesn't have as much stuff. Don't really know for sure. On top of the cubbies, though, are some files. Basic operations, assignments, names, and stuff are put into this list. And uh, you could potentially alter these lists if that's what you're looking to do and make it look like Nico was on all of those bad operations and maybe not you. I wouldn't try to take myself off. I would just keep, I would I would swap some other person with Nico because Kizo already knows they were my operations and it was my teams. I just need to make it look like Nico was sabotaging it from within my team. Gotcha. All right. You start leafing through some of the papers there on top, uh, looking for ways to implicate Nico in this uh, in this subterfuge. When uh, one of the folks over there having the conversation, your good friend Rocky, uh, he says, Hey, boss, you writing out the plans for the next operation? Looking for a little extra scratch if you wouldn't mind throwing me on top of that list. Given you're probably on heightened alert here. Mm -hmm. There are now three people in the room that know that right now you are handling those papers. Yeah, I'll just make sure I put in like a new entry that is like for the next job or something so that it doesn't look too suspicious like I was handling mm -hmm. them and nothing new was added. Uh, yeah, Rocky, I, I got you. What, what would your particular skill set be if you don't mind me asking? Me? Uh, really good at identifying rocks, metals, hard substances and then using those substances to beat other people upside the head. I have a pretty on-the-nose name, unlike you, Locke, who is not good at doors. 
the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's friendly ribbing, right? And he looks around and everyone else is looking at him super weird. Like, why do you gotta be so fucking awkward, bud? And he says, ah, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. Please don't forget. I do need some of that extra scratch. I hope this doesn't all about working relationship. And he, uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> he's not wearing a hat, but he like sort of like looks at you like, I'm sorry, bud. I was just trying to joke. We're good, but just like maybe think a little bit harder about your jokes next time. Oh boy, you got it. Where's Nico? He's always got that notepad. Maybe I could have him write something down. And he walks out of the room. Hmm. And the other guy has his hands in the air like, we were in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I'd say that even though people know what's going on, you have uh, written Nico's down on a few incriminating papers. Uh, you have the playing card that you could still use later. The only thing really left on the agenda is getting some information for the mage lords. Mm -hmm. And the time, the clock is ticking. Maybe... 14 hours before sunup when you will certainly be contacted again. So, yeah, I guess knowing that they're skipping town again, I would be waiting for them to leave in the middle of the night and then trying to break in. Sounds good. So, you wait for the sun to set. Are you waiting at home? Are you, like, casing the joint, like, watching from nearby, sort of hidden? What's uh, Describe to me what it is you're doing. I would probably just be hanging out in the restaurant, like, nervously picking at some gabagool the whole time. Gotcha. Okay. So you're sitting there, uh, picking away at a meat pop bit by bit. As the last few customers walk out of the store, the bell jingles as the door swings shut. But nobody locks it just yet, because on his way out is Kiso, with two very beefy armed guards, including the man who blew smoke in your face. Uh, and as they're walking out, Kiso, he looks at you, serious face, gives you a nod. You know what he wants you to do. He leaves the room, swings the door shut behind him, the bell jingles, and, uh, the last, uh, the last restaurant operator, uh, goes ahead, locks the door, and says, Well, have a good night, sir! <laughs> and he walks into the back to go clean up the kitchen. Now, it's time to be a stealthy boy. All right, all right, all right. I, I know that we all know Locke is a strong boy, but is he a stealthy boy? We will find out on the other side of this breakaway, here for Chapter 68 of Dicey Waters, Rat in a Cage, a title chosen by our ever-intelligent, magnanimous, and always correct patrons that decide the titles of our episodes. This was a blast to record, to prepare, and to edit. Uh, Pat and I had so much fun putting together this little prologue for the character of Locke. Uh, probably the quietest of our main characters, and uh, one whose backstory has always intrigued me. I loved what we saw in Locked and Loaded and said, okay, I think we can go deeper. So I really hope you're enjoying this. Uh, I, I, It's been so much fun to craft these prologues, to explore them with the people that made these characters, and find interesting ways to tie them into things that are happening in the more present story. So please enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, before we get back to it, though, just a couple quick reminders for things going on in our community that I really want to point out. First is our community project this season, which is a dungeon, a group dungeon, that where any uh, anybody who designs an encounter or a room can submit it to us, and we will assemble it all at the end of the season to make sure we have got 
a full playable PDF of community created content that anybody can download and play for free. And we want to do something with it on our show as well. If you have ever designed something or you want to design something for a D&D game, now is the time to either uh, dive into it or flex your muscles. Show us what you got. DicePopular.com. Click the community page. There's a submission button right there. Uh, really excited to see that come together. Additionally, our Patreon. We've been, I've been pouring a lot more focus into it lately, trying to get uh, some more stuff to our patrons because the feeling of having more people join on has been truly transformative, being able to invest in more advertisement, more uh, cloud stuff, storage space, hosting options, sound effects, music plug. Like it's, it, it is all so tangible in the quality of the show and i would like to think that as even just over the course of meant to be that you can hear the show's quality improve as we continue to grow and patreon is making that more and more possible and making sure that it's you know we know that you want it so we're going to deliver it and um as far as what we're putting on the Patreon, obviously, if we get to 50 patrons, I'm going to start cranking out more soundtracks, and I'm so excited for the soundtracks to come. Uh, I put out an outtakes reel, a ha over a half hour of bloopers, outtakes, deleted bits, and just completely unhinged rants from our recordings of Vet TV. It's something I want to do on more of a seasonal basis because they're so much fun, but go ahead onto our Patreon if you're a member or if you're not. It is 30 minutes of absolute, like, cacophony, laughing, cackling. It's amazing. I had so much fun listening to it. Like, I listened to it after I edited it just for pleasure because it is so much fun. Uh, we're also including uh, some more developer commentaries, director's commentaries, I guess. I've already recorded some stuff that's going to be coming out next week. Uh, this is all stuff that we love to do on top of entrenched and the title voting and the other perks that you get for being a patron of our show. And the entry level is pretty low. It's $2 a month for most of this stuff. Uh, so please consider checking it out and helping the show improve. Beyond that, though, I just want to thank you all for being here. Again, these prologue episodes are a blast. Well, they will be rounding out the season uh, after this episode. We're coming up next week with an episode about Maeve, which... <laughs> it's it's fun it's really fun matt and i had a lot of fun putting it together and uh you're gonna get to see uh some sides of Maeve that you've never seen before so community dungeon get your submissions in sign up for a patreon and tune in in two weeks for another episode of dicey waters but for now let's see how sneaky Locke really is now it's time to be a stealthy boy Sneak up to the office, see if I can rummage right. through some papers and find some some deets. Check out those papes. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> you uh, you same door that you followed Nico through earlier. You walk behind the front desk of the restaurant. Uh, you go down the hall and take a left, pulling a U-turn until you're back at Kiso's door. Second, let me see. It's a three. Uh, as you do that, uh, you're on sort of high alert, and you're dragon senses instead of spidey senses see i'm an original content creator mm -hmm. your dragon senses ping up a little bit and uh you feel something skitter across your feet i'd like you to make a uh, a, a wisdom save please a wisdom save mm -hmm. that would be a 17 17 uh you very clearly keep it together because you're used to the rats running around this place when one skitters across your little dragon tootsies you are uh you are too tough to let even a peep come out. You stand in front of the door and uh, you see that it's locked. 
There's no one else around, really, at this point. But that door is not just going to swing on open. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Uh, I am going to take out my thieves' tools, and I'm going to mm -hmm. try to pick the lock. All right. I'd like you to go ahead and roll sleight of hand for me. Uh, does thieves' tools I think just means you... Um, does it add anything? Or no, it's just if you have proficiency, then it lets you unlock do, 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 do. stuff, right? It lets me add my proficiency bonus to any ability checks. Uh, related to unlocking. So yeah, go right. ahead, roll sleight of hand, and add your proficiency bonus on top of the combined result. Which is two right now, correct? Yeah. That is a 15 total. 15 total. You are having a hell of a time with this lock. God damn. Uh, get it? Get mm -hmm. it? Get it? I'm also having a hell of a time with this lock. And uh, you you feel um, one of the tumblers begin to slip, but you manage to crack the last one just in time, and the latch releases. You have just barely busted this door open. You slip inside and close the door behind you. Okay, uh, are there any windows in his office? Uh, let me refer to the map I made. Yes, there are windows outside. There are heavy curtains over them, though. Okay. So there's no there light are, coming in, but yeah, you, okay. they're drawn. Yeah, you can't see through them. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I will try to sneak over to his desk and uh, rummage through some papers to see if I can find a location for this, uh, okay. this hideout. You open the top middle drawer of his cool. desk, and all that's in there is sort of like a chewed-on, half-burnt cigar. There is nothing else in this top drawer. Uh, okay, I'll move on to another door. Your drawer. The drawer that he was digging in when you were talking. You open it up, and it's the first one down on the right. You open it up, and while there was a stack of paper in there before, also empty. Seems like he did not want to leave his stuff in such an easily accessible place. God damn it. Okay. Can I make a, like, hmm. I want to investigate his desk to see if there's like a trap door or like a false mm -hmm. bottom to one of these drawers or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, roll investigation. That's an 18. You crawl under the desk. You run your hands over just about every surface. You know your way around a good mahogany desk, and boy howdy, there's nothing here. God damn. As you stand up, you look around the room. It's just as heavily decorated and kind of as messy as it was before. Uh, do you want to look at anything else? I know I didn't give you a comprehensive description, so let me know what you're thinking, and I can... Does he can... have any, like, maps around or anything like like that that I could see? I said he had a couple paintings on the wall. Uh, off in the far corner, sort of like off to the right of the door you came in, tucked away in a windowless corner of the room, uh, there is a map hanging on the wall. Um, if you want to take a closer look, I'm guessing you do. Yeah. Uh, you take a look at this map. It is of an area you don't recognize. You think it may just be like sort of artistic pirate related stuff. It's just got a bunch of water. It's got a like a like a bunch of cliffs and stuff and like some buildings drawn in the middle. It looks kind of like it doesn't really resemble anything around here because again, you live on a continent. You this is not any place nearby. Mm -hmm. To go over it more closely, make one more investigation check for this. That's an eight. <laughs> so you are, uh, can you describe how you are investigating this painting for me? Uh, don't worry about the quality, but describe the actions you're taking. I'll just be like looking for 
uh, context clues, whether it's like a coastline that I would recognize or if there's any nautical uh, dimensions or anything that I could I could kind of glean from it. Do you have dark vision? I don't think you do. Do you? I don't believe that I do. I do not. You, uh, you're having trouble reading the details on it because it is so dark. You're able to make out those sort of broad swaths of color, but mm -hmm. in the darkness, you can't really see much more. Your interest is in on this, but you're going to need to okay. either bring light to it or bring that thing closer to the light. I will uh, use a torch to, to light up the room. Okay. So you go ahead and uh, you you whip out a torch. I'm going to just, I don't really care how. There's a torch somewhere and you get it. Uh, and you use the torch to take a closer look at this. Uh, I would like you to please make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. An 11. Oh, boy. That does not meet mm -hmm. what you needed in this situation because... Another rat runs by, and though you can keep yourself together, it does cause you to shift your feet a little bit, and the flame licks the map on the wall. Just enough to catch fire. Uh, I will try to use, like, any clothing I have or whatever to, to pad out the flames a little bit. You do exactly that. You, uh, you, with torch in hand, because you don't obviously just want to throw a torch yeah. down on the building. Yeah. Uh, you, you take off your, your jacket and you start whipping it at the map, not before a corner of it gets singed off. And just as you start to panic, you notice that behind it is the seam for a door. Hmm. I will try to figure out how I can open that door. Uh, I'll say that at this point, as you follow the seam, you just realize you need to remove the painting. Okay. And once you set the painting down on the ground, what do you do? I'll, like, be feeling around for a handle of some sort or, like, a button mm -hmm. or something to see how to open it. Yeah. Yeah, sliding your hand over the edge of the door, it's really not that complicated. Uh, it's just well hidden. Uh, and as you push, you feel a small latch give way, and the door swings open into a very small room, one you did not know existed. It's actually sandwiched between that cold storage and Kiso's office, which is probably why you're not let into either of them. Mm -hmm. Because sitting in the middle of this room is a safe. Is there anything else or just the safe? Sort of a safe sitting in the middle of the room. It's big. It's okay. like five feet tall. It's not like a little personal safe. Like, you can pretty much tell this is where he puts the stuff when he's leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, I will go back and lock the door again. Because I don't think I locked it. Yeah, the the original door you mean, or the the yeah. secret door? Yeah, the original yeah, door. The original you go door. ahead and lock it. Um, okay. And then I'll go back in and try to open that safe. Okay. So you slink back in after latching the door behind you, and you uh, start to try to open up the safe. I would like you to make a perception check. Uh, it's another eleven. So you start working on the safe, and um, your your it's a combination on the front, so you start trying to spin it, seeing if you can hear the tumblers or whatever. I'd like you to make a couple investigation checks for me, and I'd like to see how well this goes for you. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know that you have proficiency in these sorts of things, but this one's a little trickier than your average door. You said investigation? Yes, please. Uh, that first would be a four. Okay. 
Uh, second is a 19. Mm-hmm. And the last one is a critical fail. Okay. Uh, you spin the thing back and forth, but you realize uh, as you hear the sort of clicks of the dial spinning back and forth, uh, you just can't get a clear read on what's happening behind the door to try to get it open. Mm-hmm. Um, you, would you like to try that again? Do you want to go somewhere else? Do you want to like try to break it open? I don't know what you're thinking or what you're... Uh... Um, I guess I might like look around to see if somehow he, he might have written the combination down somewhere. Okay. So the you think back to everything else you've seen in the room. All the papers are hidden. All the documentation is hidden. You're starting to get a little panicky because, you know, you got to plant Nico. You got to not get caught and you got to satisfy the mage lords. This is it's not going terrible, but like with a singed painting, if you don't nail this, you are fucked in the morning for sure. So mm-hmm. you uh, rack your brain. I would like you to uh, just make actually go ahead and roll insight for me. That's a 16. That's a 16. Uh, you're sort of you step back out into the main room, the main Kiso room. You look around, you think at everything you've seen and the cigar comes to your head. You rush back to the desk, pull open that top middle drawer, and you pull out the cigar. On it, you see the numbers seven, eight, two, nine, nine. Now this uh, underneath it is sort of the floral inscription of the brand that makes it, which is something funny. Hang on. <laughs> you, uh, it's Gaba's smoked meats, and smoked is in quotations because it's a cigar. Mm-hmm. So the same suppliers that run the Gaba Ghoul also deal in tobacco products. But you take that number, you run back to the to the safe, and these numbers could be split up a couple different ways. Uh, so I'd like you to just uh, roll a flat d20 for me. That's a natural 20. <laughs> you you go breaking it up uh, into into one digits, two digits, two digits on the lock, and you're just like, oh, this is a, such a fucking fool's gambit here as you're spinning it here in click after click. But then there's one more click, and the door pops open just a little bit. And you have never felt such a potent mixture of relief and nervousness. I will dig through whatever's in the safe and see what I can find. You go to do that, and when you open the door, there are no files, there are no documents, there is no information of any kind, there is just a single piece of cheese. You were so caught up in trying to get into this safe, figure your way through this room, that you, in parentheses, you borked a perception check. Mm-hmm. And you did not hear Kiso approaching behind you. And you hear over your shoulder, I knew you were a fucking rat. And he lumbers over to you, standing tall with his two goons behind him, cracking his knuckles. You know, as soon as I think I'm always in this together with somebody, something like this is gonna happen. What did you think you were gonna do? You think you're gonna get more gabagool? You think you're gonna keep that precious family safe? Because this was about the dumbest thing you could have ever done. Hmm? I, 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 I don't know what you want me to say, boss. I want you to say, Kiso, I'm here. I'm made for the black tie. I will do anything to keep you where you need to be. Hmm? I can't do that. I wouldn't even have believed you if you did. Get him out of here. At least we still got some guys inside the Mage Lords. I think we know where we can send him. 
take care of this for me. And he walks out of the room, leaving the two goons in there with you. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm assuming they are, like, between me and every way to get out of here, right? Conveniently, yes. <sighs> are they happening to be standing within five feet of each other? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to use my breath weapon to try to, like, shock them and then make a sprint for the window. Okay. <laughs> Is it's a I have to make a save, right? Is that how you this works? You have to works? make a deck save, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, as Kizo walks out of the room, you looking around, realizing you are short on options, take a deep, deep inhale and let loose from your mouth a burst of lightning. This is incredibly dangerous for a couple of reasons. One, you're inside and there's a torch nearby, so everything is probably going to burn at some point. Two, the mage lords do not enjoy unlicensed and unsupervised use of magic. This is a last ditch attempt. You know that if you don't get out of here and get to your family, someone else is going to. Mm. So you let loose and uh, we have, wow, same both times. What do I have to clear for the save? 11. Uh, these first two guys uh, do not make the save. So what happens to them? Okay. They take 2d6 of lightning damage. Go ahead and roll that for me. Uh, that's eight damage. Eight lightning damage. Uh, eight damage on both of them. Are there any status effects on them? Uh, nope. All right. So uh, you go ahead. Uh, are you still going to try to sprint past them? Yeah, I'm going to try to just sprint straight for the window and like crash through it. All right. You run for the window. This allows both of them to make opportunity attacks on you. So the first one rolls to, um, bup, bup, bup. okay, uh, does a 17 hit. Yep. All right. So the first one uh, draws out his uh, long sword to make an attack on you. Uh, he connects with uh, your thick leather jacket, like a thick leather vest that you have on. Mm -hmm. It manages to slice through and you feel it dig into your skin. You take, oh my God, I never used D8s. This is so exciting for me. Da da da. This is what happens when I always play someone that never fights. So, so you take uh, five damage from the first attack. The second fella, uh, that is going to be an 11. That does not hit. So the second one also tries to swing out at you, uh, trying to grapple you, but misses entirely. Uh, you have the curtained window to your right, and you have the, the unlocked door that Kiso exited to your left. Which avenue are you taking? The window, you said? Window. You jump and crash through the window, and this draws a lot of attention. So before I do anything, what is your intention? What are you trying to do as Lock? I'm trying to get home as fast as I can okay. to tell my family to run. Gotcha. Okay. So you are uh, sprinting through the town. However, you have definitely caught the attention of both the Black Tide and the Mage Lords. You see men on your tail, and on the rooftops, you see shadows against the moonlight. As you know, the Mage Lord keepers that watch over the town have spotted your electrical discharge, heard your crashing, and they are looking down on you from above. Uh, so I would like you to, as you make your way through this crowded square, I need you to roll three checks for me. I'd like you to roll Stealth Athletics, acrobatics uh, for for you in case you have to like hurdle over anything. So acrobatics, athletics, and stealth. Yes. Okay. We'll go acrobatics first. Okay. That is a 12. Uh, athletics. 
is an 18, mm-hmm. and stealth is a 21. Okay. Uh, you manage to nimbly make your way through the entire crowd, and as you exit the square, you start running down some of the side roads that lead back to your home. Uh, as you do, though, you round the corner, and you see a couple of Mage Lord patrols in the way. And they stop and say, Hello, where are you going? Sir, sir, could you please slow down? I do not know what it is you're doing here. I guess describe to me how you'd like to handle this. You know the streets well, but these guys do too. Uh, he's gonna keep running, and as he runs, he's just gonna be like, I have to get home to my family. I can't stop. I'm sorry, it's an emergency. Okay, I would like you to uh, roll deception, athletics, and persuasion. Deception, athletics, persuasion. Okay, so first deception is an 18, athletics is a 13, persuasion is a 15. Okay, Um, so you managed to run past them and upon hearing that, they uh, they sort of let you run by like, what? what is he talking about? I guess, guess it must be serious. We don't like this kind of thing. Um, and you don't see this, but behind you, uh, responding to, well, you, you know how it works. They can hear voices that aren't, near, aren't nearby. Mm-hmm. Their eyes lock on you as you sprint away, and they are now in very, very close pursuit. You're maybe about three to four blocks from your home, um, mm. and you are sort of like running up against the city walls here. Um, there are still guards atop the walls that are not reacting. Um, but this is also where we sort of get into like the less fancy part of town. So there are like, you know, there are horse stables, there are pig pens, there's all sorts of stuff. So I'm gonna need you to roll stealth, acrobatics, and animal handling. And you're gonna have disadvantage on animal handling. Okay. Uh, bad. That's a three. Okay. What was stealth and what was the other one? Stealth and acrobatics. Acrobatics. Okay. Acrobatics is a 22. Stealth is a 15. 15. Okay. So you uh, are sort of like trying to cut through all these side roads. The mage lords are hot on your tail as uh, you try to leap over some of the fences, get past some of the sleeping animals. You manage to step on at least one pig tail of a pig, not a kid, and that thing lets out a <laughs> and there is just an awful sound as all the animals start to erupt around you. This not only slows you down, but it alerts all the guards overhead to your presence, uh, and you have uh, a series of spells being hurled your way. I would like you to make one last set of checks here uh, to try to get away from these fellas. I would like you to roll perception, survival, and a dexterity saving throw. You have disadvantage on the dexterity saving throw and the perception check. Okay, uh, let's do survival first then. Okay. That is a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, I roll a 20 on a disadvantage check. Uh, <laughs> that would be an eight for perception. Mm-hmm. And then a dexterity saving throw is going to be a six, so. That's bad. Yeah. In the cacophony with the flashing lights, you are so overwhelmed by how the situation has gotten away from you and how the domino effects just built and built as you like just couldn't get your footing, couldn't get a little faster. And just as you try to jump out of the animal pen, uh, a gust of wind from ahead blasts you back and knocks you down to the ground. And you are completely surrounded by mage lords. A hooded gentleman in the most uh, regal outfit of any sort of breaks through the crowd and he says, I told you you had until the morning. It seems it didn't even take that long for you to mess it all up. Too bad. 
Too bad. We had high hopes. High, high hopes for you. But you've let me down, and I never forget a face. Mr. Luck. He doesn't lean close enough in the dim streets for you to get a clear look at his face, but then begins to say to you, I suppose we know how to take care of unneeded assets. You and anyone else you might work with. Hmm? He turns around to leave, and the mage lords start dragging you away. You have been caught and apprehended. Do you say anything? Do you try to break free? What do you do? I think Locke just accepts his fate at this point. Dejected and heartbroken. You didn't play this maybe the best that you could have, but you did it all for good reasons, right? You watch your own feet as the Mage Lords drag you away, and you can barely hold back the tears as you know one group of people is coming for your family, and there's nothing you can do about it. But then a feeling of disorientation begins to take over. Your movements feel disconnected from you. Not laborious, but every movement you make, your body feels delayed, lagging just behind your intentions. And when your eyes finally scan up at your captors, you realize everything is slowing down, grinding to an impossible halt. Yet your perception is spared. You hang in the most utter silence you have ever experienced and it's terrifying. The silence is broken suddenly and completely by an unworldly shriek. The sound is like a hundred breaking instruments, but at its heart is a voice. Your ears feel no pain, but your mind is in agony. From the heart of the cacophony, the ailed voice assembles into something you can understand, even if the sound brings you no relief. I cannot find you, the cry echoes. You've never heard this voice and you somehow know that you never will. There is warmth and care, femininity and power as it washes over you, but you still feel incredibly cold. Where did you go? What? <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. As you say that, I would like you to roll persuasion. Uh, nine. You, uh, the, the voice almost seems to ignore you screaming. Please. My home, it is breaking anew. Please! P please what? What are you... Who are you? Roll Arcana. Uh, that's a dirty 20. I was, torn, I, was torn. I was torn from myself. My siblings' echoes are all I perceive of what I was. Who are your siblings? Where? Who tore you? Um, I'd like you to roll Flat Charisma. That's a 18. The children of Azagar forge a world of cold, immutable metal to protect them from what slumbers below, but that which never bends always breaks. I don't know what's going on. Who are you? I'd like you to roll persuasion. <laughs> Four. Your false guardians sup on my power, but they are insatiable. I am not enough. Enough for what? I don't understand what's going on. How are you talking to me? At the heart of the Badlands lies a truth that has outlived me. The Badlands? That's... How are you talking to me from, from so far away? Arcana, once again. That's another four. <laughs> you just hear, like, almost as if you could hear tears in the shrieking voice. The irony of chaos. 
gods felled by mortals. We have faded beyond legend. Before you can say another thing, the disorientation grows even more with this last painful shriek until it finally relents. The relief is powerful, and so is the voice speaking with a renewed calm. There you are, all of you, a family again. A slow, deep breath echoes inside of you. An unchanging world is as cold as an unchanging heart. Come to me before I depart. Your family deserves a home in this new age. If you do not take it, they will. Goodbye. For now, sensation withers entirely and you slump to the ground. The smell of damp wood slowly pries your mind awake. The exchange fades, not from memory, but from clarity. It rests in your mind like a powerful dream. Compelling, inscrutable, but your curiosity cannot linger long. You know where you are, and where you're going. Locke, you notice your shackles for the first time. The rattling of the tear outside quickly fades, and a quiet calm settles over the ship in which you sail. The silence has never been so terrifying. Your home is gone, your family is lost, your future begins. Welcome to the Badlands, Locke. I guess I might like look around to see if somehow he he might have written the combination down somewhere. Um, okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'd say <laughs> best way to handle this. Uh My mind's just going to Resident Evil Eight, where every puzzle is mm. like there's a code, and then the code is like written very mm. large nearby, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> don't want to do that. Um. I'll say I could give uh, this to you as an idea can, and then you could use it if you want. Yes. Maybe the brand of cigars that Kizo loves has like some sort of inscription or code on the, the, hey, the branding hey, Pat, of it. What? I, I want you to know that was exactly the first thing that came into my head. And I was like, I don't, don't. know if that'll fly. I'm we are so simpatico on that yeah. one. <laughs>